sweet dreams. Nightmare Fuel. This episode may be too graphic or scary for some audiences. Listener discretion is strongly advised. You've been warned. I worked security there for a long time. Between the long hours and close coworkers, it was like a second home to me. I'd been there longer than anyone else, so the newbies always came to me for advice. For the most part, I liked my job. We lived in a small area, so chaotic events were rare. I worked in the basement, just a morgue and some storage closets. So my shifts were always quiet and peaceful. It was a particularly slow night. We only had two bodies in storage. They were a mother and daughter, fresh from a murder-suicide. According to the report, it was a pretty horrific scene. The mother shot her daughter point-blank in the chest and then turned the gun on herself. The poor girl was only eight years old. It was almost abnormal for the town. We lived in such a small area that the only crimes we really ever had were drug-related. I was filing paperwork at my desk when I heard a tapping noise coming from down the hall. This piqued my interest because everyone else working on the floor had gone home for the day. I got up to investigate. The sound grew louder as I approached the morgue. I went into the morgue and heard the sound coming from drawer number six. I read the attached clipboard to find out who or what was in there. It was the daughter's body. I placed the clipboard back in place and the tapping stopped abruptly. Curious, I placed my ear to the drawer to see what I could hear. That's when the power went out. The drawer began shaking violently. Metal roared and clanged together as I jumped back and fumbled around for my flashlight. I shined my light on the drawer as it shook and the clipboard fell off. It began to shake open and then it stopped out of nowhere. What the hell? I struggled for air as I shined my light around to make sure no one was there, messing with me. I was terrified. I looked back at the drawer and there stood a little girl in a white dress. I jumped but tried my best to gain my composure. What are you doing down here? Where are your parents? I asked gently. The girl didn't move. She stood in place, staring blankly past me. Come with me. We'll go upstairs and try to figure this out, okay? I gently reached out my hand to grab her, and she let out a scream. I recoiled, startled. Mommy, please, she pleaded, still staring at the wall behind me. 
There were tears in her eyes. I heard a gunshot go off and the blood began pouring from her chest. Her white dress began turning a crimson red as she collapsed on the floor. No, 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 I cried as I dropped to my knees to check for a pulse. I felt nothing. My hands were covered in blood. I tried to radio for help, but all I could hear on the other end was deafening static. I sobbed as her blood spilled out on the floor. I turned around with my hands in my head, trying to catch my breath and think of a plan. I turned around and she was gone. No sign that she was ever there. My hands were now clean. Wanting to comfort myself and think rationally of the situation, I tried to brush it off as some sort of mental breakdown, that I would just take a few days off of work and it'd all be fine. I went back to my office to try and calm down, but all I could think about was the little girl, the fear in her eyes as she collapsed. I decided I needed a cigarette to calm my nerves. The power was still out, so trying the elevator was useless. I tried to open the door to the stairwell, and to my horror, it was locked. I was stuck down there. The full realization of all the events leading up to this moment set in, and I began to panic. I couldn't catch my breath. It was in that moment that I heard a door open and close, and a strange wheezing, gurgling sound that I'd never heard before. I felt a chill down my spine as I was hit with an immense amount of dread. My blood turned to ice when I realized that sound was coming from a chemical storage closet. I slowly crept toward the closet as the sense of dread grew larger. I opened the door and a naked woman was facing the wall. Ma'am, you can't be in here, I said. No response. Ma'am, judging by your wheeze, you could use some medical attention. Let me take you upstairs and we can get you the help you need. I placed my hand on her shoulder and she turned around. She had a hole the size of a baseball blown straight through her face. Holy shit, I screamed as I turned to run. She was chasing me. I ran back to my office and slammed and locked the door behind me. She began pounding on the door. I used my weight to hold it shut. If you're real God, I need you to help me out here, I begged. The pounding grew louder. I managed to move a filing cabinet in front of the door and curled up in the corner of the room. The pounding grew faster and louder. The filing cabinet fell over. The pounding stopped. I let out the breath I'd been holding and slid down the wall. I wondered if I was going to die down here. I needed to figure this out. I gathered enough courage to stand up and head back to the morgue. I was terrified, but I knew I had to do something if I wanted to get out of here. The faceless woman was dragging her body along behind me, leaving a bloody trail down the hallway. I almost had a feeling of calmness like she wasn't there to hurt me. I opened drawer number eight, the one where the mother's body was being kept. It was the same woman laying there. What happened to you? I whispered. Suddenly, I was thrown across the room and pinned to the wall. Please don't do this. I'm trying to help you, I pleaded. I then saw the same scene of the little girl play out. But this time, it was much different. I saw the gun in her assailant. Her mother was standing in front of her. Robert, please. She's just a child. She's your daughter, she sobbed. That isn't my daughter. Now move, the man said as he pushed the mother aside. No, 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 Robert. She screamed and reached for the gun. They struggled. 
she was shot in the face. Mommy, please, the little girl cried. She was shot in the chest. The man placed the gun in the mother's hand. I was released from the wall. The power came back on, and I fell to my knees and cried and cried. This wasn't a murder-suicide. It was a double homicide. I stood up and walked to the elevator, staring blankly ahead, trying to process everything that just happened. I went up to the ground floor and walked out. I didn't say goodbye to anyone. I didn't tell anyone I was leaving. I sat in my armchair at home and stared at the wall. I didn't sleep well that night. The next morning, I called the police station and made an anonymous tip. Her ex-husband, Robert, was arrested on two counts of first-degree murder. To this day, I refuse to go back in that building, but I sleep better at night knowing that I may have helped bring peace to the dead. (laughs) 